Hello and welcome to another episode of Software Should Be Free with myself, Tim Abel, and uh, my co-host, David Sheardown. So we don't have any particular agenda today because it's very strange times, so we're really just going to have a catch-up. So, hello, David. Hello, hello, hello. And indeed, I think, I think that's probably the best thing, isn't it? Not to have an agenda because nobody knows what the agenda is anyway. Uh, <laughs> it could change tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things I'd like to talk about from my side one is COVID, obviously uh, I have just finished my contract at the department for education after two whole years which is pretty crazy I, I thought I'd have three months there um, and I've learned learned a few things that I'd like to share um, yeah what, what about is you What's, sorry, I'm, 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 I sorry you have to stop on that. Two, really years. two years two years yeah April 2018 that started Wow. Like here, come and build this .NET website, <laughs> and as you know, that became a Ruby on Rails website when I wasn't looking. <laughs> is, is it now Python or Go, baby? Maybe it's changed. <laughs> I, I did suggest that we should rewrite it in Go because we finished rewriting it in Ruby, and it wouldn't be any fun if there wasn't a rewrite going on. Um, yeah, that was sadly poo pooed. <laughs> oh. I like Golang. Yeah. Wow, but. But so, so were, were you meant to be there for another three months, did you say? Um, so my compadre, who is the only other remaining .NET developer, has extended out. <clears throat> um, I basically made it clear that I wasn't planning on extending, which possibly is foolish given IR35 and COVID and everything. Um, but uh, in my usual overconfidence, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's not really the right thing for me anymore in terms of you know, if I'm, if I'm primarily selling .NET things, um, there's only so long I can be on a pure Ruby on Rails project before people are wondering what I'm up to. Um, and also, I don't... <clears throat> people have been really nice. I've got some wonderful compliments off the back of that. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the LinkedIn post. And I did. I did. I did. Yeah, that was actually really nice, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's really nice that people have appreciated that I've brought, brought some value along the years. Um, but I do feel that was perhaps dropping off um, because yeah. the, the C-sharp code base is now completely gone. It's been entirely rewritten. Right. Um, and it's gone from a stage where it was really early days of DFE Digital. Like It wasn't really clear that the whole thing was going to be a, a long-running um, department really like it was it was there to prove itself it had a a new project to try out and ship their first piece of um, homegrown software as I understand it um, as opposed to outsourcing and it was a case of a question of move fast needing to um, needing those kinds of people who can not just do what they're told, but ask the right questions and build the, just the right things. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a different thing to now, now there's a project, it's been live for a while, it's pretty clear what it does, and it can just go into ongoing work of filling in features, improving it, iterating on top of feedback. Um, and I feel like because, because I'm sort of able to um, operate in those slightly more challenging environments, I should be doing work in those environments to, to get the best value. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it, it's for, for a whole bunch of reasons, it seemed like a good time to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, w- I would say that because, you know, with, uh, with myself, not that I do coding on a day-to-day basis, as you know, well, not, not as, a, as a living. I still do that. But certainly I think that's my sort of thing as well is that you, you can, if, if you move out of your core competency for too long, uh, it's, well, for me personally, it's really quick. It slips away. <laughs> and that's sort of being a panic about because we're always constantly learning we've always got more to learn let's face it they're throwing stuff out left right and center aren't they you know Mm. so but but you 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 sort of have to be in that environment and you know because i'm sort of dipping in in and out a little bit doing a little bit here a little bit there bit of a hobbyist as well you know it's you don't get that there's there's obviously a, a complete level up of what you just don't get unless you're in that, like you say, a challenging environment. I don't, personally, I don't think I'd survive in a challenging environment like that anymore. <laughs> but, but uh, well, in coding side, I mean, what I do is, is different challenges. But, um, but, but at the same time, that, it, it's an interesting sort of push that, wasn't it? Because, look, mm. I understand, you know, that there can be these essentially tech-religious wars cut between platforms mm. and environments and such which I've never got. I honestly, honestly, <laughs> I don't get. I, I, because the strengths and weaknesses really only show when you're neck deep and in the trenches. And what will be great for one sort of platform will be really bad for another or it'll mesh somewhere. But you know what I mean? Mm. Everything's got its strengths and weaknesses. And I, um, I appreciate what, if people need to do it and if they've got the, the same skill sets. But... I, I guess I don't understand the 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 religious war aspect of it, you know, mm. because ultimately, you know, all platforms have got their issues. Um, yeah, but, they certainly uh, do. Yeah, uh, but interestingly, though, your .NET world was obviously—I uh, I don't know why I'm asking this. It's just curious. But uh, was that was that SQL based? I'm guessing underneath, wasn't it, from a database perspective? Um, um, in the project, in that project, it was Postgres. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was Postgres with .NET. Yeah, unusually, which has been yeah. kind of yeah. convenient. It's a it's a nice database. I wonder if it was chosen. Uh, that, so that was chosen before I started, and that might have been because they had a spatial component. Uh, ah, of course. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah, be just because yeah. it's the best database. Ah, <laughs> uh, now we're talking. So, do, was the was the Progress database kept when you moved to Ruby then? Yeah, yeah, it's still Postgres. Yeah. It's host. It's moved. So. Um, when we started, it was because it was a bit of a skunkworks project. It was, um, uh, I hadn't heard of it before. It's Red Hat. I've got a platform. I think it's called OpenShift. Um, oh yeah, yeah, OpenShift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, okay, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty good actually. Um, yeah. So it was all on there. Uh, DFE is mostly a Microsoft shop. So after a little while, after sort of proving that we could ship a thing and sort of allowing, allowing the enterprise to start to absorb <clears throat> this new thing, mm-hmm. um, the hosting got moved onto Microsoft Azure. Right. Which, but again, Postgres for Azure. Right. Postgres for Azure. Yeah, because I noticed, uh, I, I did see something last year sometime, I think that Postgres became a first-class um, citizen didn't it of, of azure hosting it mm. wasn't just something you just stuck on a vm it was actually now a a thing uh, yeah, where yeah. it's got managed hosting essentially isn't it so yeah 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 and so, it's been pretty good actually <clears throat> they do manage backup so you can um 
uh, get a snapshot of your Postgres database. Uh, it's pretty often. It's like every 15 minutes or something. And you oh, can, okay. when you want when you want to grab an old copy, it's, it's quite a clever system. It's not very quick, but it's quite clever where you basically tell it what point in time. So you just do a date picker. Oh, I want a backup from three weeks ago. Um, yeah. And it grinds its gears for quite some time. And then eventually it spins up another database with a, a name suffix for the date that it was. And then you can just connect to it like you connect to the current one. Um, pull down the data, move it. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Move. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I did see something, but now thinking back, it has been a while. You know, with snapshots in Microsoft SQL, mm. um, where it did something, but I, I think that was obviously an additional tool. I don't think mm. it was sort of built into like Management Studio or something like that. It did something where it did it pulled back that from a snapshot that it was taking. But I'm guessing yeah. we we used it on a on a project that we probably shouldn't mention at the moment. Um, mm, mm, and we were using it to repeat the builds. So uh, um, right. we could take a snapshot of like a current version of the database, mm. um, then use a SQL Server snapshot to give that as a baseline and then run all the migrations. And then you could revert to the snapshot instantly. Right. Yeah, that's a SQL Server yeah. vision feature but you're right it's not exposed in management studio which is a bit odd no, i think no. once you've made a snapshot i think you can see them right you can't actually do them so you need to run some sql i've got to, yeah i've got <clears throat> i've got scripts up on the gist.github.com slash tim abel i think um ah. where you can uh like that puts that into proper scripts for taking snapshots and rolling back because it's a bit fiddly to get the syntax right I was just about to say, I think I remember that. And even mm. when I've done it on another project, which I equally won't mention, but yeah. uh, not, not to do with the one I think you're thinking of, but anyway, something <laughs> else. Uh, but it was, it was possible to do it, like you say, because I yeah. do remember it was the baseline snapshot, apply the migrations uh, from mm. EF or whatever it might be. Um, mm. But it sounds like the Postgres one is, even though, like you say, it might grind its gears a bit, but it seems to be, you know, more yeah, evidence. the job go click and yeah, yeah 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 not too much fun if you're in a panic because production is down like sitting and waiting for it to hopefully bring this <laughs> but it, it, it did work when, look whenever production's down when anybody isn't in a panic i think that's probably oh, no. the, the key <clears throat> yeah. but that's um, a that's a an amazing sort of i i still can't believe it was two years but <laughs> it's been a, an interesting journey but i i definitely yeah. get your point about you know, if you're caught, not competency, that sort of thing, but if mm. your world is... The thing you're selling, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? Uh, it's great to do these things, and mm. uh, that's why I think you're right. Things like um, other, maybe Go and things like that are mm. still equally great, but again, you know, it's weighing those up, isn't it, where, yeah. uh, where you're best to be focused, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been bored over the last two years. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it's, it's been quite a journey because it's gone from <clears throat> building this rough prototype, um, trying to get to the point where we could switch the original UCAS systems off. And then the moment we kind of got our head above water with that over the first year, um, we made this decision to switch to Ruby. Um, and then that's been, that's been a big thing. Um, there's been some other like feature stuff that's had to happen along the way. I, like I say, I've learned I've learned some really interesting interesting things along the way <clears throat> that are probably worth sharing. So 
Um, one of them is the tra- how the transition was made between these two completely independent stacks. And I have to say, because you know it's like super risky doing a rewrite because you can either start a new one in parallel and then it never catches up to the features because the yeah. old one still has to be maintained. It gets another feature. Then you have to add that to the new one and now you're split on resources and that's really difficult. And that runs a massive risk of failure because the new one never catches up to the old one. Um, yeah. Especially if it turns out to be not quite as good in some way. Um, the other way is to like down tools on the old one, build a new one. Um, there's probably some other ways. Um, but the way, maybe you could fill those in. But I'll tell you, tell you what was done on this project, which I thought was very very good and worked very well was to actually, because this is a web project was to run the two side by side. Um, and we've done this twice because there's actually two, two websites for this project. There's a public facing and then there's a, um, a one kind of a extra net kind of thing for people to yeah. make edits. Um, so a second subdomain was spun up. The new Ruby on Rails service ran on that. And then this is the, the, rather magical trick. So for the public one, there was no authentication. So that made life a bit easier. Um, when, when any individual page was available in the new Ruby on Rails stack, we added a little redirect piece of code to the old.net stack. So as a user clicked from one page to the next, if they hit something that had been rewritten, it would bounce them over to the other subdomain. And then on the Ruby on Rails side, yeah. Likewise, once they clicked off that, it would redirect them back. So they'd bounce between the two subdomains, which to a user is pretty transparent. Um, like it looks the same, and it's just a www or www2, <clears throat> which is Probably, not unusual. Oh, I was going to say masked or not, but it doesn't really matter. No, not even masked, yeah. just out there in public. Um, and then over time, more and more of the pages go, more and more of the features are implemented, and then switch off the old one move the domains back and bam, you're on the new one. And it meant that when there was a bug, you could fix it on whichever side it was and you didn't have to fix it in two places. Um, you know, when you added a new feature, you just added it on the new side. Um, uh, it worked really well. And the, so the private one was trickier because it had authentication. Uh, it was done using, uh, it's called open ID connect. Have you come across that? Oh yeah. 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 I've yeah. Uh, used it actually. Yeah. Yeah, 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 confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone, someone described it as a framework for writing sign-in systems or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I've come across it with another cloud hosting development platform. Yeah, so mm. it's, it could be a bit of a, yeah. Yeah, but that even that was able to work seamlessly. So <clears throat> when, when a signed-in user was bounced to the other side, um, it would go and, I'm not sure how it worked exactly, but it would go and get a fresh token from the sign right, yeah. they'd be signed yeah, yeah. into both and it just worked um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd say if I was ever looking at rewrites again I'd look to emulate something like that like that that's actually quite a clever way uh, because like you say you've got you've got the two platforms running side by side that mm. yeah, generally you've got the fallback there like I say I can understand the especially with things like um, OAuth or something like that with tokens mm. and fresh tokens and all that sort of stuff I suppose that's why I can understand there's probably a level of trickiness there but even then once you've got over that you're right that that's that's quite 
a mm. nice way. It's like a meshed web of going forward, isn't it? And then, like mm. I say, you could simply switch off the old one at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so like by far the best I've seen. A really testament to the scene that they've had. It's been funny because the since quite a while ago, um, me and the other .NET developer were the longest standing people on the team, and literally everybody else on the team had rotated out since we'd started. So by the time we finished, we were actually in a completely different pe- team of people to the people we started with, which was kind of surreal. But sort of like migrated through. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, but just as nice a team from start to end like whoever was doing the filtering on like team fit and culture did a stonking job like yeah no difficult people in there at all right it was really great you know that that i was just about to say uh i was going to ask that actually is because uh different uh mentalities of developers as well dot net versus ruby (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying you know they can be you can have uh um you can have those personalities, can't you? Of course, uh, that that can great. Let's just say that. Um, so, uh, but I, I, I don't know if you heard the noise there. This is the sorry. This is the, the working from home, as it were. Come on. Do you, do you know what? That, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just add in the in the call here that I think Monday I was in a conference call with about twenty people, right and. Uh, it, I, I won't mention the company names or anything, but it was a, it was a large company, mm. uh, large international company, should we say. So we had lots of people on video and everything. And we had uh, one of the senior project management, uh, um, really nice lady, but, you know, she was sat there with a little baby on a sort of knee, oh, you know, trying to... And, and you know, it, it, it's sort of like a new world. And you think, okay, there are, mm. there are some aspects there that, you, you know, when you need to focus on stuff. But, mm. you know, it really actually... I came away from that call thinking, you know, it, it's it's a more human way of doing this. It really, is. Isn't it? I really hope this normalizes that. Um, like the, the team know, that I've been on, we've been like that yeah. all the way through. Like we've yeah. had people remote yeah. on and off and, you know, people have had their kids come and go and, you know, cats and dogs and that's that's been fine. But a lot of places, they're so, you know, uptight about it all and being professional. I mean, you remember the, the BBC News article <laughs> Uh, that video with with the the kid coming in being dragged yeah, out again. midway through the call, call yeah yeah um, the embarrassment uh, I, yeah and I I, uh, I listened to the now show you know on uh, BBC yeah Radio four isn't it yeah and Love they've it. they've been doing some really quite funny things you know where they've had uh, timing <laughs> issues you know where yeah. you know normally when you're in the studio you can obviously read the you know the expressions and the, 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 the sort of body language, but of course, when you're on video, sometimes it doesn't work. So no, no. But, no, but that's the thing. I think lag. back to the team. Um, you're right, and and yes, you have to have technical skills. Yes, you have to have whatever. But I think mm-hmm. fundamentally, as always, it's been you know the the, the team dynamics. Mm. Uh, but like you said, just to touch on what you mentioned, I I do hope actually that this does normalise things um, because yeah, you know, and I've heard you know, various sort of stories from different areas that are saying, you know, that, yeah, you know, we, there's, that there's people who just can't work from home. And I understand that. I get that. Uh, and even don't want to work from home and that's fine. But I think this, you Can know, you hear the swearing going on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can't. I didn't, I heard something, but I, that's why I, I got I, directional mic. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear the, I didn't hear the yeah. detail. That's um, wife versus children. 
Ah, yes, wife versus children. Um, but yeah, the fact that I think uh, because it brings into this the whole environment that we're in, that I think, dare I say, it will cut down on travel, but mm, it's not hopefully. always necessary. Yeah, uh, because I know uh, the stuff that I do, you know, I would say a good 70, even 80% of what I do is, um, it, it, it's, it's able to be remote, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's the old fashioned attitude of face to face that mm. I think this will level things out, to be honest. You know, I think it's well, a, on the being at home note, I am going to have to scoot in a minute because I think it's all going to go nuclear downstairs in a bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, fine. That is I, okay. Before I do, there's one other learning that I thought was really great out of this project. Um, do you remember? So we went through Shape Up, if you remember, from Basecamp. Yeah, I did. I, I was really impressed with that. Mm. Uh, yeah it was good wasn't it it's a great thing and nice to hear a different way of doing things so our team I encouraged our team to think about some of the stuff that was in there Um, and we didn't take the six week cycle thing which I think was right I don't think that was appropriate for what we were doing Um, but one thing we did take I've never understood the no backlog thing because I've always and they promote that really heavily and I've understood understood the pain of having a backlog of like this endless pit of things to do that you then like, well, were they really important? Do we want to spend all day going through them to find things that actually mattered? And they've sort of, I've heard them say before, like, well, you know, anything important will bubble up. Um, so we took an approach, which is a bit of an innovation on this project, where we had a Trello. So we used Trello for the normal flying through of cards as they get done. So then we had a like a personal backlog card. Right. So what they mentioned in Basecamp was you know, each person or department would maintain their list of what they cared about and then they'd bring them to the shaping up or, you know, they'd put them on the table to get done. So we've got a, well, I say we, I'm not there anymore, but <laughs> we had um, a shared Trello board that everybody could see. Each column was some someone's name and that's where you keep everything that was to do. So like it was clearly owned by somebody. Um, and then you could prioritize your own list and um, we added a next sprint label and then once a week or once every couple of weeks we'd scan through the board pick the first few from each person and say oh can you just talk about this pick them up drop them in current sprint and they'd get done along with everything else and i i have to say it worked extremely well and it eliminated the backlog of doom now oh, that was a great innovation that really clever because like you say you don't get this endless pit you've literally got a uh, a, a not a thin veneer, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you've got the, the top for each, uh, like say, each person. I like that idea. I think mm. that was one of the best things because then you've really got something that you can focus on. And as you say, you take ownership of, uh, if it gets put into the sprint, that's it. It's, you've brought it there for a reason. It isn't just, oh, it's just another thing on the list. But. Yeah. Right, yeah. I am totally yeah, out yes. of time. That's I'm glad we managed to catch up. Ketchup. I yeah. will I will turn this into an episode and send it off to the internet hopefully once the kids are in bed <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going no to start right. worrying about what's next for me like work-wise on Monday um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. is there anything else you want to add before we vanish no 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 I, uh, hey it's a different world I think uh, no, I, I, there's, there's a lot of stuff I think yeah trying to keep positive trying to keep happy definitely um, mm-hmm. but no that that's brilliant actually it was really nice to hear about that actually two yeah. years I can't believe it's two years <laughs> anyway it's go. great to catch up with you, and it's it's really nice to do it in this format as well. Yeah, so we'll I'll do it again soon. Yeah, I'll have different. I'll have a headset next time. Excellent. <laughs> okay. 
choose a different yeah. location as well instead of the I, zoom space yeah, <laughs> zoom in space i didn't even know we were still there actually but yeah well, <laughs> hey good to catch up yeah likewise take care and goodbye to everyone out there bye-bye yeah, indeed. bye-bye <laughs>